0: Welcome in, everybody, to the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Off our short hiatus here on this uh, Tuesday here, previewing or recapping, excuse me, the Paradise Jam that we had this weekend. The boys were in paradise. I am Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurge. Noah, obviously our record isn't what we wanted it to be. Actually, expectations we talked about maybe when we get into this first game, that was a game maybe we were less likely to win in our eyes. But came away one and two.
1: But a solid trip overall yeah there's um, some some decent positives to take away from this weekend and uh, yeah it's not what it's not what we expected what what to happen and uh, um, started off with a big win against Colorado one of, our, one of the we haven't won against a team like that in a long time so yeah it was good to see but it didn't we didn't finish off the right the right way.
0: No, we didn't. And that first game, actually, knowing there was the main event was pretty cool. Not going to lie, we saw, we mentioned when we previewed, when they got there, they were having a good time. Uh, And yeah, we wanted to talk about the broadcast in itself for us that were here at home. I'm sure everybody else had the same issues. No, because when we were working that day before our game, we checked into the uh, other games that were going on that day on ESPN3, trying to stream it, and they had a lot of technical difficulties. It was hard to... Uh, watch you know all these other games from start to finish because there are pauses and quick things to the commercials, which were repetitive a lot, which was frustrating. So thankfully ours wasn't that bad. They figured it out along the way, and overall it was a decent broadcast. Uh, I would say probably wouldn't you say like an, o- an okay broadcast outside of the technical difficulties. Yeah, it wasn't
1: was like it wasn't like we had like um, for football we had the two dweebs at Western Illinois doing. It something like that. These these guys were actually they're getting paid to do it and they're professionals. Yeah, I, I would say that they've
0: done games and tournaments and stuff and they're I mean they're uh these are guys who are probably uh you know a product of ESPN actually work for ESPN. So yeah overall wasn't that bad and the crowds overall I don't think were too bad. I think I think for this first game it said like I think it said like eight hundred something which I don't I don't believe that. But maybe I mean obviously we just saw stuff on T V. We didn't see the overall crowds. But since it was the main event, I think it was even though it was 9 o'clock there, I think it was it went pretty well. So, yeah, we did go 1-2. and two. Let's jump into this first game, Noah. The only one that we won was this Colorado game. We mentioned how uh, I think we were six-and-a-half-point dogs, we said, to come in in this game. We both took the minus Colorado, thinking that it was going to be one of those games. Noah, and it honestly started out that way right off the bat when uh, we started out. We were the first ones to score, though. Kyler went one for two at the free throw line. And then, Noah, they got out to a 12. They ended up up 12 to one at one point. And, of course, we're, you know, we're sitting here watching it thinking that, I mean, this is obviously, you know, worst-case scenario to start a game in terms of your turnovers, fouls, and they were just getting everything to fall. Big-time contested shots. Uh, like we said, some turnovers that happened. And then, Noah, we finally went on a run here. We had back-to-back threes from Marcus and Steven. Um and then J D had a layup so we were getting back in it but no obviously that's that's the worst the worst case scenario of a start
1: yeah it's uh it's not what you want to start especially off with a good team out of a power five conference like that and uh, usually when you get down like that it's hard to come back but uh good thing we have a really strong defensive effort and helped us chip away at the thing then I believe uh, Cash hit a three to take a fifteen to fourteen 14- 15-14 lead with about seven minutes left in the first half.
0: Yeah, and then we, you're right, and they got it right back. Lance made a jumper. J.D. made a jumper. Got us up three. Uh, and they made a couple free throws. They tied it. It was so back and forth at this point. Steven, who we'll get to, had an incredible first couple games, especially this game for sure. So we had a lead, got it up to five. And then we had an eight-point lead at the half. Steven made a huge three. uh I mean, we'll get to it at some point in this game. It was, we kind of got lucky in a lot of this stuff in terms of some threes that went in, a lot of banks. Uh, was it this one that Steven made? Or I guess it was, a, no, it was at the end of the game. But I'm thinking that Steven made this one with five seconds left. that got us an eight and a half. So Noah totally a flip-flop of beginning to end of this half being down 12 to one and then outscoring them, uh, let's see, 26 to seven to end the half, which is pretty incredible. And if we go back to the first half stats of this one, uh, Stephen led the way. Like we said, he was incredible. He had 10 first half points, and we were – both teams were shooting really bad, around the 30 percent. And we were holding them from three-point range. We talked about how they could get – how they were obviously scoring 90 points a game, shooting so well from three. They were one of eight. So we were holding them there. You mentioned our defense definitely got us back into the game for sure. And we were only getting out-rebounded by one, which was definitely a worry going into this game as well. And we forced uh, more of their turnovers than we committed, and we had more assists. So really a great first half in this game uh, for sure. And some more stats here for the first half. What was it? We had – no, never mind. So they had – yeah. So both teams shot pretty, pretty bad to to start it out. And then, Noah, we start the second half here.
1: I was going to say about the first half – yeah, it really changed right around under ten minutes. Uh, Evan Batty, their all Pac twelve selection, was sent to the bench with a second foul and our and our three bigs rotate our trio of bigs, you should say, with rotating on him, did a really good job wearing him down, getting him in foul trouble in the front. I think once he went to the bench, we outscored him like seventeen to five to take that lead into the in the half and did a really good job on him and our um that's when our guards really got after their ball handlers ball handlers and they struggled. Yeah, we
0: mentioned how, uh or we were going to mention how Dalton did struggle in this game. Uh, he went one for two from the free throw line, but he was struggling on offense. But one thing, I think defense, he was struggling as well. He got better as the games went on. They had a run right at a half to chip, to chip this league. And Steven had our first points of the second half with a three. And uh, Tristan De Silva, we wanted to mention, he was getting easy looks. Uh, and it was to start the game. He had some nice turnarounds. Uh, easy money. Tristan DeSilva is really, really, really a nice player. We we held a decent lead, Noah, and when you mentioned Batty and his foul trouble, and he was also the start of the second half, but once he got in, Noah, he was a jump shooting machine. I want to say that was almost his specialty. Uh, I don't know if we went into specifics of of his game. We went through the preview and just noted, you know, the certain players to look out for. Um, And we know how they could shoot as a team, but Noah, Evan Batty he was getting layups. He was the emotional guy because once he was out, whenever we went on the run, and then he came back in, he was the emotional guy to get you know his team going, yelling, screaming, getting them pumped up. He was a difference. No, like I said, he couldn't miss his, uh, his jumper about the, around the free throw line. Couldn't miss.
1: Yeah, he he can he can even stretch it out to a three point if he wanted to. So he has great nice touch on his shot for a big man as way he is. And uh, what really turned this game in the second half is a uh, all freshman player. Uh, Jabari Walker got into foul trouble as well. So they're two main guys, really guys, they go to guys, uh, minus Bartholomew. Uh we were in foul trouble and they were on the bench, so we were able to take advantage of that and keep the lead up. I know they I think they trimmed it down to one possession game a couple times, which I think they made it around a two point game with like a minute and a half to go. Um but hey, we remained poised and we rattled off about a couple seven straight points, I think, and we put the game on a reach. Exactly. and We took
0: pride in the fact that we were able to finish this game like this. Jabari Walker, you mentioned, he is an unreal talent. He was a mismatch for a lot of our guys. Steven, though, we'll get to him again on just his three-point shooting alone, was incredible through this tournament. Uh, Some clutch free throws we wanted to mention to get our lead back up to six from Tyler. I think we tweeted at the time that he was obviously on the pregame talking about you know, shooting free throws and struggling in that sense in front of a crowd, and he actually was really clutch with those. And Dalton made a couple as well. Uh, so it was definitely a crazy finish. Yeah, we were able to sustain this lead and get it up, and then De Silva went down and made a three at the buzzer, and we were up by seven. Ended up only winning by four. Uh, so no, overall, like like we said, this was a game we didn't really expect to win, even though Colorado let us hang in there, and we talked about the breaks that we had that they had some key turnovers into this game I know Jabari Walker or somebody tried to, or somebody tried to throw it to Walker around half court. I think it was Bartholomew because he was about to fall out of bounds on the sidelines and threw it crazy to someone else. Then they threw it, tried to underneath the basket and it hit the rim and went out of pounds. And then obviously we mentioned Steven, uh, you know, sometime in the second half had a ball tip off a of foot, which wasn't a kickball goes around half court. He comes back and hits a, Banks a almost a half court shot the shot clock and then Lance made a we we talked before because Lance seems like the one that will make a you know at the last second of the shot clock a bank from the wing really deep out like NBA three and we said that's totally like that's only something that Lance would do so we wanted to start a hashtag of that's Lance because that's the kind of stuff he does so we got away with a lot of stuff in this game even though we were able to capitalize and actually get in rhythm on offense in times and hit our free throws. In uh, for sure. So, Noah, yeah, so takeaways from this first game, knowing we were riding high going into the next game, knowing that Northeastern North beat Duquesne earlier in the day or right before us, and uh, we had some spread scoring, knowing Stephen, like we said, Stephen and Marcus played every minute in this game, having a combined 35 points. So we were able to stick with it, and we were led by our best guys.
1: Yeah, that's it's. Um, looks like those uh, Lance, Marcus, and Steven are turning out to be our big three, as you say, scoring-wise, and, yeah, those two guys played full minutes, and we needed – we we know – I I know I say a lot, and you got to find ways to spell some guys, but we needed all, every second of those 40 minutes from those two guys.
0: Yeah, I know, especially when they're in the rhythm. Like both these – I mean, Marcus shot 50%, ended up Steven, only missed three shots, seven of 10, four, and they were all threes, but he was four for seven from three. Incredible, yeah. It's one of those things, yeah. When when a game plays out and you want a game like this so bad to win and, and uh, you know win at the very end that you needed your guys in the game, especially if they're hot from the field. So yeah, I mean Steven was absolutely incredible. He had two rebounds with those eighteen. He didn't do a whole lot, but he needed the score, which is what at the time what we needed. Yeah, Marcus 17, uh, three assists. We are actually pretty clean from everybody. Lance had fourteen. Lance had five turnovers to lead the team, everyone else, a lot of the team, except Cash had a turnover, just one apiece. Lance did have those five. But other than that, Noah, JD came in, was perfect from the field, was perfect from the field. He's shooting pretty efficient this year. He fouled out, so did Cash, but uh, Cash had six points in 26 minutes, and our bigs only got about, uh, like, like we said, at the exhibition to start these games, Kyler had 17, JD had 11, Anthony had 10. Anthony only shot once. So that's about where we want our bigs, especially on a guy like Batty coming in here and trying to play defense. They had you said a four-star freshman also on there. So we had our bigs had to play a big role in this game. So uh definitely glad we got the win. And this one, like we said, riding high, knowing we had the day off the next day, which we did. Uh, but no, let's take let's go to Colorado here quickly. We mentioned some of their players already. Uh, who stuck out to you in this game? They they were tough. I don't think they were, I think. They're kind of young, but they got some, you know, whatever. They're picked wherever in the Pac-12. They're a solid team, but surprising that we were able to stick with them as much as we were.
1: Yeah, I I chose the going back to our picks. I chose six and a half. I thought we'd keep it pretty close, and uh, just free throws at the end would get it to that kind of point. But yeah, they they have really a lot of real, really talented, really talented players. But yeah, Walker and Batty getting in foul trouble really hurt them um i thought that we did a decent job on bartholomew he didn't get shot four of 11 He ended up with 12 points he was coming in the game averaging 20 um yeah but uh you mentioned to silva he got some easy looks and uh parquet didn't do very well either so we did a really good job on their guards so our guards and we knew coming in this game um our guard play we were short on guards because we got two guys out so uh I'm sure we'll get into them a little bit more later, but yeah, our guards did a really good job on their guards.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because yes, Ben wasn't going to play. I think we found out before the game or after the game that Ben was not going to play the rest of the way. And yeah, knowing that we were going to have a light bench and especially knowing that Trent wasn't going to play either, unfortunate in that realm. So our guys did have to play that much, but like I said, the best players have to play a lot down stretches of games if you want to win. And, yeah, especially they didn't get much from their bench. That four star Lovering didn't have any, didn't score at all. Uh, I think he he just struggled overall when he was in there in his ten minutes. But they honed only six bench points, and we had we had ten. but like we said, we were kind of under undermanned a little bit. So, yeah, overall, yeah, they had some spread scoring. They they were a solid team. So we thought, okay, when we look back on this, we'll say we'll beat Colorado because uh, they ended up wiping everybody uh, everybody else they played after that. So. Uh, everybody was wanting to Colorado State, Colorado, but we definitely earned the right to move on and have that day off. We mentioned Noah, but off this day off, we knew we were getting Northeastern, who had beat Duquesne, like we said. They looked really good in their first game. And uh, Noah, it's one of those games where, again, we started slow. I don't have a play-by-play in front of me. Uh, but how did this game kick off? Like I said, it was slow like the first one, but not as bad.
1: Yeah, it, it started out real slow. It's not It's not what you want as a team to start out slow back to back games and, and ended up kind of started a little bit slow in the last game, but yeah, it started out not great. Um but like I said, our defense again battled back and kept us in ball games and we were able to make enough plays to stay in it in the first half.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and we talked about uh what's his name off the top of my head, that was their best Literally led them in every stat going into this game. Um, Dottie. Yeah, and he was uh, – or no uh, – yeah, is it that? I was thinking of uh, – who's Colorado State's best player's name? I got uh, Yeah. Up. Yeah, Chris Doherty. Doherty, yeah, whatever have, I ever pronounce. Exactly. It. He had 14 and 13 in this game. Notre but, Dame transfer. Exactly, and he played like it. He was getting – we talk about easy shots. He was able to get any kind of hook shot he wanted to throughout the game. And I thought, because I remember I, I was asked by other people about who to look out for, and I mentioned him because he was six seven. So I was thinking, you know, maybe it's a matchup for Marcus. But he was obviously he was one of the tallest players on their team, especially when you see him. He was every bit of huge, and he played their five man, and he did whatever he did. And now, like we said, and Noah Shaquille, uh, let me go back to the score here. Shaquille Walters had twenty and nine, only missing three shots. He was pretty efficient. He was also one of those, and then we mentioned uh, uh, Telford had nine, and then you got Nicola Njogo had 11 and 10. So, Noah, we played solid. It was, it was uh, what, 20 to 20 and half, and we were shooting like 25% from the field, and we said at one point that there was no, like, this was a game we should win, like, playing this bad and playing with these guys still, but they just turned it on the second half, and it got out of reach.
1: Yeah, we, it's, our guys, I, I they were ready to play, I would say, but. We just – some of our guys look sluggish. I know another 40-minute 40, 40 game for Steven, a 38-minute game for Marcus. Um, I know we were talking and you said they had a day off, but still I think these guys were tired, especially those two playing 40 minutes the night before. Marcus ended up shooting one of 14, um, only scoring six points, and uh, him doing that, we're not going to win very many ball games.
0: Exactly, and that's something that we need to address. I feel like even though he made up for it this last game, but for, yeah, our first half, 25% shooting, 12.5% from three, one of eight. We were going to get more. We'll get our three-point shooting at some point. It has not been great so far this year. Uh, we were doing all right. We actually shot pretty well from the free throw line in the second half, two of 10 from three, and shot 34% in the second half overall. We shot 29%, 16 of 54 from the field. I won't get it done. And you just mentioned Marcus. had yeah, one for 14 uh, something that you can notice with Marcus a lot of the time is that when he misses his free throws, especially two, when he gets two attempts and, and misses both of them, you know, he's kind of out of it. And there were times in, in this game for sure. And we'll get into the next game too, that he was missing easy looks at the rim, whether they're, uh you know, layups or anything of that nature or even passes. He was making bad passes. This definitely was not his game. I don't, he didn't even have, I wouldn't say he had that bad of a matchup. I guess Shaquille was a matchup for him and Najogo, but shooting one for 14 with only six points, he had six, four, and five, but um, definitely you can't expect to win when your other best player is one for 14 and Lance is over here shooting anything he can. Lance didn't make a three in this game, but he shot 19 times for 21 points, uh, three rebounds, no assists, which will get to his, current assist to turnover ratio this season too it's not where we would like it the team or him i'm sure uh but Noah, he was the one that sh- sh- has shot the best from the free throw line will also get to cash with three for five had 10 points in this game cash did uh, cash will have points in this season Noah. where i think he will shoot have a quick trigger we mentioned that he likes to shoot early and shot clocks and possessions which we don't really like but No, since he was your second lean score, I think that was, this was a, Ben had a good showing in his first two and I guess three of this whole time.
1: Yeah, he's a spark plug. We know we inserted him in the lineup in the third game. Um, But yeah, he's, we've been talking about it. This is the type of guy we need. And uh, with Steven taking that next step and we have cash, that's even bigger because we got those two wing players that we need desperately to help us out in scoring and on the other side of the ball. Uh, yeah, we didn't shoot the ball at all. We ended up shooting 29%, and they were at 48. We shot 16% from three. Well, they didn't shoot very well from three, but yeah, not a great shooting. I thought uh, I thought we guarded well enough to win this game, but I think offensively we just didn't execute it very well. I thought we took some tough shots when we didn't need to. We could have got easier shots, but yeah, we just struggled to shoot this game. And uh, when you're one of you're probably your best shooter going one of 14 from the field it's not good no it's not you
0: mentioned cash but we forgot to mention the colorado game was it that game that he started the second half uh in place at dalton so definitely cash worked his way and earned himself a lot of minutes in this tournament he had 32 in this game but he was only one that scored off the bench which was alarming just in a way obviously how the game played out anthony only playing four minutes troy got in this game JD playing six minutes and barely getting only two shots. He rebounded had only three rebounds and didn't score, like we said. So and even Dalton, this was another one, a game that he struggled in overall. He fouled out, had zero points. So just overall, just yeah, off off and off day, whether they were still tired or not. I don't know what they did on that off day. Maybe they had some fun or something, but uh, definitely not a game off of off day, let alone just in general. Because we felt like this was a decent enough matchup. When you beat Colorado and you get like you know, Northeastern, but you know, obviously they're not to the whatever of Colorado in a sense, even though they're a solid team that we thought this was a game that we should have won, and at the time it was there for the taking. So there were some quotes in this game too, but we'll just move on. Yeah, that was a forget-it game, yeah.
1: Yeah, just no, looking at the box score, quick, quick thing, let me ask you. He only played one minute, but the box score says Troy got a technical foul, ended up with two fouls. you remember anything about that? No, just I, looking at the box score, I was just wondering. In a span of a
0: minute, I would say.
1: It says Dejogo uh, got one, two in that game. So I don't remember any of either of those. Maybe the box score is wrong, but I just thought it was curious. I was curious.
0: Yeah, I didn't notice either. Maybe I wasn't looking, or the stream was messing up, or something. I did not see that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they had some court, some sort of scuffle, and Troy's in there with like nothing to lose. He got so two fouls this. in one minute, apparently. So. I can understand maybe one, just a typical foul, but a technical foul, I'm not sure about that. So yeah, we'll have to go back. I don't think that would be wrong. I think that'd be too random to be wrong. So uh, yeah, definitely not a great game. So now we knew we were playing for third place, Noah, and we immediately knew that we were going up against Creighton who got the doors blown off them against Colorado state. Uh, This game started out better. And we tweeted at the time started off a lot better than, uh, the other two definitely without a doubt. I was going to get the play by play up here. Start out how this game start out better.
1: Yeah, we started out a lot better. We started out more aggressive, I thought. And we uh, forget what we jumped out to. We jumped out to a, a decent lead. Yeah, Cash got a, le- a dunk
0: or a le- right, off the, right off the tip, which was what we love to see. Aggressiveness right away, as you just said. Yeah. But then they got. They got going, yeah. I mean, Lance, we mentioned he's just a free-throw machine. J.D. had a really good offensive game in this one. Alex O'Connell, who we know, like we said, uh, played at Duke and is here, and he was he was pretty quality in this game. He's improved without a doubt. Kyler making a couple more free throws. Ryan Nimhart, we know, was a top 60 prospect in this season. He was definitely a talent. But, you know, we held him in check for the most part in this game until the end, which we'll get to. And we know we said we've seen Ryan Kalkbrenner in high school playing so yeah a lot of back and forth in this game we grabbed an early lead steven who hadn't got a shot like i said he struggled in the last game didn't get enough shots honestly but uh i think it was near the end of a shot clock or something steven made a three here no and this was in dalton too this was a dalton's strongest game so far so back and forth constantly they talk about ryan hawkins was a uh said a grad transfer do you remember where he was from
1: said that. Oh, he he grew up right down the road. He uh played a lot of he won a lot of games at a D2 school, I believe Missouri Western State or something like that. Missouri Western State. A really he's a really good shooter though. A really good player.
0: Yeah, they had they showed him before the game like he was going to end up being the best player that they had to offer and he had his own little 5-0 run for them at this point. Um uh, or him along with Nimhart yeah j d noah he i think it was at this point of the game he had an and one that was absolutely unbelievable that he he got it and he and he took a dribble and had like the craziest uh I'm trying to think of the word here it was it was like it was over the defender and he kind of like double clutched one of the most athletic moves you would see from a guard or something seeing it from j d was definitely uh promising and we wanted to say that. The starting lineup going to this game, which is one that we would like to see, because it obviously it led to the aggressiveness in this game. JD started, Cash started with Stephen Lance and Marcus. So Dalton and Kyle off the bench was not a bad idea, but no, JD was strong in this game.
1: Yeah, I really like what I've seen overall through the weekend of JD. Um, he's coming along really nicely, getting more comfortable in this offense and, and this team as overall. And um, I really liked him his matchup against Cockrunner. I know Cockrunner got a the best of them a couple times, but I really, what I saw, what, what I saw at JD is um, a lot of the, we know we got some decent bigs and we got some really good bigs in the Valley and they're going to have problems against JD. Without a doubt, the bill, his
0: ability to run the floor, move his feet. Like we've been hearing Brian preach is all coming to fruition. Uh, seeing it, uh, for sure. He, I mean, he's, he's going to be an X factor this year without a doubt. Cause he, he could arguably play and, and Tyler, had a tough start to this one, even though he was scoring a little bit. But the team, I wonder what the plus-minus of him. And overall, we think that Kyler is is can be a really, really good offensive player. It just whenever – he's a he can be a liability on defense, kind of like how we said with Marcus kind of doing – there's some of these guys that are. We know Marcus isn't going to come off the floor just in general. But, it, yeah, that's why J.D. came in and had that spark plug because defensively he changed everything. Uh, so there weren't a whole lot of sh- so. What was our lead here in half? We were up by four at half. So we were er, we were down by four at half. Yeah, okay. correct. So definitely another a decent finish to the first half. I remember tweeting at the time that you know a lot of stuff didn't really go our way, but you know being down by four we'll live with it. It's not not bad at all. Uh, and Dalton, we mentioned that his was this was his best game. That's when we mentioned Nimhart didn't have the best start. Cause Dalton was so good on him at the start of it. Dalton was making his threes actually playing just overall good. What we know he can do. Uh, so then they got their lead up to seven. Uh, JD made a layup and then which JD we mentioned is also really crafty around the rim. Guys were finding him and he was finishing around guys. Uh, Calc had a lot of blocks in this game off some four shots at the rim for sure. Uh, and then Kyler, it said he made a jump shot. I'm trying to remember what that was exactly. We mentioned how we strict post. Don't really recall, but uh, Marcus was making threes. Marcus made his free throws here. This is when it was, we made it a two-point game with 13 minutes left, and then Cash had a layup. I think that was whenever forced a timeout, I think, when we tied it up. That was on a transition when Cash made that, uh, and then they kept going. Dalton got involved way more. Cash had a dunk. I think this was... You know, here to here was where we, this when we took the lead off a of steal transition, Cash had a dunk that gave us a one point lead that took a timeout for them. And then Kyler had a nice jumper to uh, make it up by three. You know, this is where Kalkbrenner got involved, he got fouled a lot, made a lot of free throws, really good free throw shooter. And Lance got fouled on a three as well, he made his. That's one thing Lance has been almost perfect this year from the free throw line. Uh, Cash Noah had his own. We just talked about him, but he made a three here to get us going. Had us up by five at this point. After Kalkbrenner. you might like Noah every time they gave it to him, he was either making a nice post move, in, but he overall he was dunking on everybody.
1: Yeah, the, the, that was uh, he had a couple spurts, and they when he's when they're when he's going, they give it to him. I think he went on a six or seven zero run himself right there to get him really back in the ball game. But we uh, ca- you said Cash hit that three. Just back up by five, and we stretched it out to about an eight-point game, and uh, that's when it started going down south from there.
0: Yeah, Marcus had a three, and then uh, we got a steal. Dalton stole it, and then Lance just penetrated with ease for a layup to get us at eight. And then Noah, this is—they didn't call a timeout. They kept playing, and it was one of those where where they go. Obviously, we have a five-point or an eight-point lead with five minutes left. They got to the free throw line, Dalton even made a layup, so we were staying around eight points, and this is where it kind of fell apart, it's when Nimhart went one for two from the line, O'Connell made a big three, huge three, I remember saying how big of a three that was. uh Kyle Brenner was dunking everywhere, so they went on their own little what run here, I mean, they tied it and took the lead, and we didn't really, we didn't call a timeout at this point, I think would have changed it for us as well, so they went on their own little, whatever run was that, what run was that? like a 12 to two run or something like that, which we wanted to talk about how much we kind of folded in a sense, obviously gave up this lead and how we were going to play under pressure with them being able to score at will on their end that we had to match them on the other. end if we couldn't get a stop and we weren't able to do that. Uh, so now let you know, it's getting into the nitty gritty the, to the end of this game. They tied it, but they took the lead Calc runner again, but Noah, it was one of those possessions where well, we kept seeing passes that we didn't like, like to Kyler. Kyler was getting put in bad situations with passes at times. And he almost lost this one out of bounds. forgot he passed it to him. Almost lost it. He kept the possession alive. No, it was kind of a broken play kind of thing. But Marcus, who took at the three-point line and took a guy to a post, and he hit a big jumper, obviously, to tie this game over Cal So Marcus, like we said, awful second game, was really good in this one and saved us there.
1: Yeah, in the last three minutes and fifty one seconds, that's the only jumper in the last and out of five we took in that last four minutes there and they ended the game on a twelve two run. And yeah, that was a big play, and that's Marcus was uh he was short on a couple of them most of the day, but that one he made sure and we knew it was good right when he shot it. So um that tied it up with about what, five seconds left and uh Lee Bryan said they practice this situation all the time um got it after a timeout they drew it up Nimhard got it crossing crossing about the free throw line they was going up court and uh brian said they practice it all the time they like to uh they have a guy on the right and they force him force the ball handler to the middle of the court and um cash um was right by him thought he could be able to do it cut him off uh is what we were taught when we played and he was unable to cut him off and he just got a it was a, it was kind of a tough look. I think JD stepped up, but uh, it w- it's what he likes to do, and he hit he hit a um, clean floater.
0: Yeah, and we tweeted hit that floater. Lance was having a floater in this game that was almost unstoppable. Marcus hit a big shot. Yeah, they took a timeout, so we're thinking, okay, well, we get a chance to set our defense. You know, it was a long, it was like a minute. It was a full timeout, and then yeah, you mentioned getting it right away and being able to just dribble full court. Cash did meet him. It looked like he was kind of in front of him, and he was with him most of the time, but you want to block off the sideline and just force him to have a full half-court heave, if need be, not just directly run on the sideline. He didn't have any help. Um, so, yeah, and then, of course, you know, a player like that, he's a good player for a reason, and he's going to get that floater up. Yeah, J.D., try to contest it. If anything, he would have fouled him, and no, it yeah, just hit the back of the rim and then rolled around and went in at the buzzer. We didn't even get a final shot or anything, so that's what good players do. It's unfortunate. It was heartbreaking because we thought this was we won against Colorado, but we didn't really. It was a kind of an ugly win. This seemed like a quality, you know, a lot of people played good in this one as well. Uh, kind of game where because I mean we both shot 49% from the field, exactly, 25 for 51 apiece. So it was just the difference of a little bit of turnovers here and there, and then that final shot could have went to overtime. Uh, you know, a classic valley game back in the day arguably in terms of well we were great they were great too but we got the the better of them for a lot of years there but uh the fact that this was probably our best game of the whole tournament and it went down to a final shot it lived up to the to the match of old rivals like I said we both shot the same exact from the field what did they shoot from three they shot six of 14 for 43 percent and we shot five of 14 for for 36%. We were 9 of 10 on free throws. They were 10 of 11. So really, it was a an evenly matched game the, the entire way. Uh, so, Noah, let's get into our box score here. Marcus, like we said, a nice bounce-back game, 14 points. Lance had 14. Nine rebounds, Noah. There was a time in the broadcast where they were saying how it seemed like, because Lance was skying for these rebounds, that they were all boxing out for him to go get the rebound. We love to see him crashing the boards regardless. Cash had a nice game. Nine-on-nine shots, but the fact that he's shown that he can score. Noah J.D., like we said, had a lot of good in this game with seven. Steven, Noah, he didn't play down the stretch. Only shot twice in this game, all from three, only had three points. Uh, We mentioned, obviously, how great he's been this season, definitely in the Colorado game. It's weird how we didn't finish this game, but we knew with the runs we were going on that the guys we needed out there, especially a guy like Dalton, struggled but played really well.
1: Yeah, Dalton played really well down the stretch, especially defensively. they rode what the, what was hot and what the hot hands were and they rode with that group of five that was playing really well enough to get us to that point eight point lead that we blew. And uh yeah, and like you said, it reminded us of an old school rivalry game back in the day, and it's just unfortunate that we were unable to finish our business and um win this game. But yeah, Steven only played twenty two minutes, three he only took two shots. Um, but like we said, Cash looking really good. He's coming on even more every game he plays. The better he looks. Same with J.D. More, 18 more minutes for J.D. Uh, Anthony only one minute in this game was very interesting. Um, I think Kyler and uh, J.D. are just playing well enough that he's not getting the opportunities that he would like. So, uh, But that's all right. He'll be more fresh down the road, but I'm sure this Friday night he'll get opportunities against like an Alcorn State Team, we'll get into them on our next episode, but uh, yeah, like played really well. Marcus bounced back 38 more minutes for him, so we're tallying up his minutes to see how much he does this year, yeah, which is definitely a lot,
0: yeah, Anthony. A
1: minute only, uh, I think, I think that's just
0: how the game plays out, yeah. If, if JD and Tyler are playing this well, which, like, like I said, I think the starting lineup change did wonders for this team aggressively wise, and the fact that Dalton Noah, who we mentioned this was his best game so far, but he was able to, we talked about if he comes off the bench, maybe he's more comfortable and that he probably was in this game. So hopefully that's something they do moving forward outside of maybe Friday night. And Kyler as well played his best and most efficient game, arguably so far this year as well. So having those guys off the bench maybe could be something. Uh, It would help to have a guy like Ben to offset some of that scoring that those guys even don't have. That's why if you had Steven or, Cash coming off the bench, you can have that scoring with those two guys. Yeah, I don't know if Anthony's dealing with his ankle still or not. Like we said, if he's just not going to play, the other two are just playing better. And Anthony will come in if, like, someone gets a tic tacky foul and you just bring him in. Brian was doing quick subs in that sense this tournament. It is interesting, but obviously we're able to win without him, without Anthony really playing a factor. Uh, but moving forward, we know that's going to have to be different. Maybe that's just going to be his role this year. We mentioned how he looks – Less athletic and less something, right? So far this year than he did last year.
1: Yeah, he looks like he's uh, uh, what we're doing with a lot of our big guys, where you bulk him up and, uh, like Kyler, you've seen what he did in high school, just dunking with ease, and now it looks like a little. He's we've put on muscle with him, and he's lost a little bit of um, his uh, athleticism. But yeah, Anthony, we know we said it, we say it every time we see him play. When he's on the floor, positive things happen. Um, but yeah, like you said, he could be still battling that ankle, but JD and Kyler were just, they were on a roll in this game and they played well enough. He just get, couldn't get on the floor in that rotation.
0: Yeah. and That's all right. We're thinking that, you know, obviously with his being his fifth year that he was going to be the fiddle. Like we said, JD was going to start if he didn't get hurt last year. Kyler got thrown on the fire, earned the right to play a lot. We'll see Anthony this year, just not, uh, as much as the other two, I would say. So. Yeah, overall, definitely, I like that starting lineup. I hope they stick with that, you know, against really good teams moving forward, non-con and into conference. If you get your guys back, we mentioned how, and all oh, it's interesting, they said in the broadcast, and I don't know if, I didn't really, I don't think I listened to the post game for this game or throughout, I don't know if Brian was asked about Ben and why he didn't play at all in this tournament. Uh, we mentioned how when we heard that uh, his spleen the surgery that he had on that has been bothering him again. I don't know if that's came out yet, but uh, that's what we've been hearing. And it, it's upsetting because of the fact that we know a pivotal part he'll be this year. But they mentioned on the broadcast, which I don't know how they would know that information that he could be out for the year. I don't. They were wrong on a lot of stuff, you know, kind of one of those broadcasts. They didn't really know a whole lot of times, but uh, maybe they knew something we didn't or they just assumed because he wasn't dressed for the tournament. I don't know. So that's something to keep an eye out. We'll get updates if Brian has his presser, which he probably will at some point. We'll preview it at some point probably early next week on the status of these guys and also the status on Trent. So if we get our guys and we'll be at least maybe not on Ben, we'll get Trent back before Ben at this point. We'll have at least nine guys deep, which will be nice. So that'll be good. Yeah, this was a game we also should have won. We arguably should have had a positive trip in this game. You no, know We mentioned how if we got the chance to play Colorado State, probably we got our, our doors blown off. They are really good.
1: Yeah, they have a great player in David Roddy. He's he had an unbelievable tournament. Uh, he led them. Um, they got down to Northeastern, but they came back and yeah, they're a really good ball club. Um, they'll be a threat all year long, especially when March Madness comes around.
0: Exactly, and we we knew how much of a talented team they're going to be this year. They lost in the NIT, uh, but they have. Uh, something to prove this year. Definitely one of the best mid-majors in the country, arguably one of the best teams in the
1: country. I'm not sure. They're not ranked, are they? No, they should be because they got a lot of uh, – this tournament for them was a resume builder, and they're building it because they play in that Mountain West. You know, you have the good teams, San Diego State, Boise State, always good programs. Nevada, soft, a struggling start was shocking this year. But, yeah, they're building their resume, and they're good enough to get in that large if they don't win their, if they don't win their tournament. For sure,
0: and – uh, definitely imagine for us, like we said, a resume, building resumes, looking back and seeing that we beat Colorado and Creighton this year would have done wonders for us for sure. So we are 2-3 and three to start this year. Hoping we'll rebound off that because like we said, a lot of positives in this game or in this tournament and what to look forward to knowing the team that we could possibly be. I got a quick quote here from Brian after this Creighton game. I'm proud of our guys' effort tonight. For 37 minutes, we played really well. We executed well offensively and defensively. We stuck to the game plan. We made good decisions in the paint offensively. We got the shots we wanted. In the last couple of minutes, we had some uncharacteristic turnovers, gave up some easy baskets, and obviously didn't execute the last defensive possession either. So it's good that he noticed that That overall as a defense that it didn't, and we kind of choked this game away, which we, we know we did. So no, final thoughts on this tournament.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think Marcus DeMass said it best. He said he learned this weekend that I've got us against anybody. We beat Colorado, and we lost a tough one to Creighton. We're right here, and we have still got room to improve. Going one and two this week in hurts, but we could have just gone easily three and zero. I learned. I've got all all the faith in this locker room. And I believe in our guys. So um, he said it best, and that's the best takeaway. A lot of positives. Um, the positives I say outweigh the negatives. We got things things still to clean up, but uh, I really like this what we saw from this team, and uh, they're going to be a threat in the valley.
0: Exactly, and we know Brian's preaching. It's obvious you play teams like this and you play well, it sets you up perfectly for conference play. And I'm sure Marcus in that quote could have said that, obviously, if I played a little better, just in terms, one for 14 the first game, and then we mentioned some hiccups he had in the games, maybe it was because of minutes, that we could have obviously definitely got to the championship. If he played, just announced better. We know he's a great player. We know he'll be there all season. Just obviously everybody had hiccups. But I bet Marcus could have, would admit that if he played up to where he knows he could, at times, that we would have definitely got to the title game. So we're definitely not uh, disappointed at all. Like we said, this sets us up moving forward pretty well. Even against the teams like Tulsa and San Francisco, the top-notch teams will play the rest of the way. And we do have that uh, We do have that game against Evansville coming up. Noah, which that segues us now to some breaking news from today that just reminded me around that date, Noah, that Todd Hefferman, who we rely upon big time, of uh, The Southern Illinoisan said that he is leaving the Southern around that time, December 2nd, so the day after the Evansville game, uh, to leave. And he said he spent 18 years here, which have been 18 quality years. Uh, so we appreciate Todd for everything he's done. Uh, we've relied upon him, and ever since we've had this account, and we were retweeting him like crazy the other day, because for some reason spooky sports wasn't making tweets for football or, or basketball, which was strange. Uh, So we're relying on Todd for updates since he was there, obviously. He's making these trips. Noah's unfortunate seeing Todd go.
1: Yeah, it's very unfortunate. He's been a really really key cog to this this uh Saluki Athletics covering them, doing a really great job doing it. Um so yeah, it's it sucks to see him go and I'm wondering who will be filling that position because uh they got a lot of a lot of shoes a lot of shoes to fill.
0: Yeah, and it's a tough job. We mentioned that he said something about journalism itself is kind of a not really dying, but not looked at probably as much. And, you know, you look at the situation he's in here, maybe it's just not overall what he, you know, over time can like, like in terms of just everything about it. So journalism is a tough job. And he's done wonders for every athletic program, you know, in athletics here at SIU, he's tweeted and done everything for everybody. So um, he's done a great job, Todd. If you, if you listen to our podcast and we made, and we tweeted at you, done a great job. Thank you. And good luck moving forward. Uh, which like I said, we still got the rest of this month with him. So we'll, I'm sure it'll be all great. Now, know before we segue into other stuff though, real fast, I got on here. We, we know Robbie Dozier, obviously he was a part of the, um, uh, coaching staff and he went and he's working for the, uh, Wizards G League team and affiliated with them. We know that he's, Friends with a lot of the NBA players there, and Spencer Dinwiddie, who went to Colorado, who's on the Wizards. That Robbie was joking with him on off one of his stories, store, uh, Instagram or Snapchat, about uh, Dinwiddie t- telling him go dogs and stuff, and they were having fun with that. So that was funny to see him. Uh, I'm sure Dinwiddie probably doesn't even know where Southern Illinois is. So it was cool that we beat them and they had that moment. So wanted to add that in there, Noah. So now let's quickly. Uh, or Lance was on the alternative, not surprising. He scored a lot, did a lot of great things, and that's well-deserved. So can we settle on the dogs of the weekend overall? Since Lance making this, who else would you say would be the dog of the weekend?
1: Yeah, I really like um, what I've seen besides Lance. I liked what I've seen from J.D., Cash, and Steven. Those three are really going to be important. Uh, if, that, if that's the lineup, if those three, Marcus – and Lance is the lineup we roll with that I'm confident against almost anybody. So, um, yeah, those three, J.D., Cash, and Steven, I really like what I saw out of Steven. I know he didn't play down the stretch against Creighton, but Steven's the guy I really liked. Most impressed me so far this year besides Lance and his scoring. Yeah, and even Marcus, like we said, got better. It, you, you
0: could pick up you know, bad with all these guys in this tournament, but really you think of every player that played had a good moment outside of maybe Anthony because he just didn't play a lot. Uh, and that's where we can hang our hat on, on all these players that obviously, uh, I think our defense could be a big takeaway at the end of this in terms of how we're able to hold teams, uh, you know, beneath their averages and all that stuff of keeping us in these games. So yeah, definitely a lot of dogs from this tournament, a lot of things to look forward to, like we said, uh, Noah quickly, there was, they came out today, a black Friday, uh, for games in December, $8 tickets for Saluki basketball is doing, uh, tickets located in Section 113 in the lower level near the Saluki Home Bench, so guys can get that for Southern Miss, SEMO, Maryville, and Missouri Baptist. Uh, So, wanted to get that out there. Everybody will get their tickets. Cheap $8 tickets. Want to get that place as packed as possible obviously moving forward, because obviously this team showed in this tournament that they will be a threat. We are hoping. So now knowing that a whole lot more to Cover on this, but we wanted to mention because we do it for football, like we said. Just something quick here. We know Kate Hornecker's probably got his games going. We don't know his stats really, but we know the update of his team, don't we?
1: Yeah, uh, stats are hard to come by because uh, um, you have to pay for a lot of a lot of news news articles. Like Amarillo Globe News wants me to subscribe, and I'm not doing that. But uh, yeah, they play. He plays with a really talented guy, uh, guard going to Villanova. And uh, another guy going to UT Arlington, who we may see here in the next five years in the Valley. But uh, according to Max Preps, he's they're off to a 7-2 and two start. So pretty good start for them. They've already played nine games. Pretty interesting. I know uh, teams around here just now kicking off this week.
0: All right. So like we said, only one guy to uh, uh, keep up with this year. And it's a good one. We mentioned how we've seen N.J. Benson, who we were in on, and Robbie Avila going to, Valley teams, they had dominant games the other night, So, and we know we got a good one here. So if we end up just knowing about a stat, somebody tweets about them or something, we will be sure to get that out to them. So like we said, we will have our uh, our Alcorn State preview shortly after this one, and we'll post it later in the week. Uh, so, But because obviously we know the holidays are coming up here, we wanted to get some of these podcasts up here before the holidays, and we'll get to everybody posted uh, later in the week. So, yeah, like we said, a really good tournament, something to build off of for the rest of the season. Uh, definitely some positives, a lot of positives coming out of here. And Lance, all tourney team, like we said, well-deserved. Everybody go follow our Instagram, Dogs podcast, and all that. Hope you enjoyed our tweets this weekend. Can't wait for what this team could do the rest of the way. So, for Malone. No alerts. See you soon. Go dogs.